Welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I'm joined by two woos from the stands. What's up, Sarah and G? Oh, wow. So that is just trolling me. And I've lost my backup penalty box. Um, so if we tie on our first one, I, I'll have to go rogue because my backup was people wooing, which is now at Citizens Bank Park and the Wells Fargo Center. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I've tried to be a team player. I've tried to be fun. And I was not planning on railing against this today. But okay. So in baseball, hi, I'm Sarah Siders. And we'll talk later. Um, but so in baseball, it's it's even worse than in hockey, okay? Because in, in hockey, the, the, the building is sort of cavernous. So when there's wooing, it doesn't it, it doesn't have the same effect as in baseball. The lovely sound of baseball, that din of excitement of the people shuffling in their seats, and you can feel it because you're right on top of the field. And when it's you know the 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 seventh inning or the eighth inning and the, the Phillies are in the middle of a comeback then a comeback to go like four and oh for the freaking season. I want to hear that shuffling in the seats. I want to hear people clapping. I want to hear a let's go. Philly. I want to hear the hot dog. Man. I want to hear the sounds of the ballpark, not people wooing. It does nothing. It adds nothing to the game. Hi, I'm Sarah Siders. You can find me on Twitter at Sarah Siders. You can find the show at Potadelphia. Uh, and I'm Gene, Gene. Join us here, man. Do you, do you want to hear the hot dog? My name is You can find me at Producer Gene. You can find the show at Potadelphia. I'm just going to get that done right up front. And um, honestly, I'll tell you, my my real problem is when you're talking about the Phillies. I feel like you want. I want to hear a woohoo. That it's not not just the woo, um, and it it should be you know, started by an everybody hits, then the woohoo, which would have been semi-appropriate, I guess, last night. There were some hits involved in the comeback. Uh, and I don't know. Bad. I'm okay. You know, I feel like I'm more okay with it, with the Phillies than I am with the Flyers because the Flyers, it was just kind of like, uh, know, it would just come from different like places and you'd just be like for no reason. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can get behind like a hit comes in. You're just like, woo. Oh, I can too. If you want to do wooing related to the game, makes sense. It, it, I think it was this, the third game of the season when I really noticed it. When it really came, like the the woos are back, and it's <laughs> it's all across the same. It's like, woo, 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 woo. Yeah, we're feeling woozy. It, yeah, yeah, feeling woozy. It doesn't go with the tide of the game, but it's fine. I won't complain about it. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Let's start with some national stuff because, I mean, we're going to talk a lot about baseball here. This is the first time we've been able to hop on the uh, the Pain and Lines airwaves here and, and get our chance to talk about real baseball games that are, that are counting. But um, I think we should start with Major League Baseball's decision to move the All-Star game out of Atlanta this week. Um, pretty crazy, pretty bold, uh, pretty cool. Uh, you know, depending on you, you know where where you where you stand on it. Um, but, uh, thoughts on this? I've never never seen anything like this. Um, we have. I don't know if we've seen it in baseball. I forget. I think we saw it in the NBA with um, either threatening to or or actually moving the All Star game out of Charlotte because of. The North Carolina bathroom oh. bill, I think. Right. Okay. Um, and that ended up not becoming law or being revoked or or whatever. But um, um, I know the NBA did it for the for Major League Baseball. This is a bit unique. You know, I don't think of them really as a activist league. I don't think of them as leading on on social justice or anything like that. Um, so it is a pretty big, big statement. And I, I applaud them for making it. Um, you know, you, you should. I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. If you have a platform, 
you should use it and you should use it responsibly. And I feel like this was a responsible decision. And especially when I think they could have gotten away with not moving it. Yeah, I think that they could have done nothing and nobody would have been, I don't think it would have drawn any particular criticisms for them to not, to not move it because honestly, Atlanta is uh, a pretty diverse city. You know what I mean? So you could spin it as, you know, the, the fans of major league baseball didn't necessarily pass this law and we don't necessarily want to take the game away from Atlanta Braves and baseball fans. That's not, that's not what we do. We don't enter into this arena, um, you know, politically. And I don't think that anybody would have taken umbrage with that. But by doing this, and I, maybe this is the cynic in me, I think that there was probably, I mean, if you look across what's happening in Georgia, there are certainly um, other businesses, very big businesses that are based out of Georgia that have made pretty clear statements that this is not what they want to be associated with in the state of Georgia, you know, pretty huge companies, uh, pretty American companies like Coca-Cola uh, that they don't support this bill and that they don't want to continue to support it. And I know that Coca-Cola has a pretty deep relationship with major league baseball. Just look at the stadium where the giants play. There's a giant Coke bottle in right field. Look, look, hold on. I'm because I'm going to get upset here. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to we're going to make America great again. OK, baseball is America. If you say, like, list some shit, that's America. You'd probably start with baseball. OK, and guess what else would probably be in the top five is Coca-Cola. I mean, Coca-Cola, baseball, hamburgers, 4th of July. I mean, this is America saying this is not cool. Like, you can't get a, a better message of what America wants than look to baseball. Uh, you know, baseball is the, the, always the constant. You know, it's the steamroller that just keeps plowing through time from the movie that I hate. Um, <laughs> Wait, there's a, there was a steamroller? I don't know what movie? it is. I don't know. What, I've seen this commercial like a hundred times. I'm surprised no. I don't have it, have it memorized oh, right well, now. The James um, Earl Jones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but <laughs> when baseball turns to you and goes, yeah, that's not American, you need to listen. <laughs> Yeah, because baseball is not notoriously early as far as being progressive. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if you want to take, if you like take a list, state. if you want to take a list of all the things that uh, you now need to boycott if you're true uh, Trump disciple or you know against all this stuff, you have nothing left that is American. Essentially, what you have, Doctor Seuss. Um... Despite no, you're supposed to boycott Seuss, right? Because well, no, of no. woke culture? No, the, yeah, well, that's the libs, the cancel culture. And we know the Republicans never do that. That's why they're boycotting baseball. But R Right, so you can't drink Coke. You can't watch baseball. You're definitely not watching uh, NBA. Uh, you can't watch the NFL. You, you, uh, you don't like, like NASCAR anymore either. You can't watch oh, yeah. Disney. Uh, you, you can't watch Comcast. You can't watch Verizon. I mean, all of these companies have said, have drew a line in the sand at this point, and you're left watching my pillow commercials and paid advertisements. <laughs> it's really that's, at the end of the day, and you're, and you're eating Goya beans from a can. It's like all you're allowed to do. of capitalism. We've finally achieved it. The guy from my pillow. We did it. We did it. We made America great. Man. I'm eating Goya beans from a can, and I'm watching uh, my, my Mike Lindell paid infomercial. We did it, guys. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I prefer my version of America. Then. I so, think where's the all? Where's the All Star Game going? I don't know that they've made a decision yet. They did. It's going to Denver, so you can oh. vote by mail and get high as shit. <laughs> so, USA. You do they move them up in the 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 time? Because I know these All Star Games are planned out through like twenty twenty nine at this point or something like that. And I know we're slated for what twenty twenty six. Yeah, yep. because it's tied to the anniversary of the country. It's what is that two fifty? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah, we're we're twenty twenty six. I don't know if um the Rockies were lined up to host it. I would imagine they wouldn't, you know, because um Chris Creamer, um, who runs the sports logos website, was talking about he's really curious if Colorado is going to have time to prep a all-star logo. Uh-huh you know, get it on hats and Rockies merchandise. So if, if Denver was lined up to host it in the future, I doubt they'd want to, to move up to lose the opportunity. Oh to yeah. That makes sense. With the logo yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. So. That, that makes sense. Um, so the Braves had, whether they, they taped over their um, all-star game patches uh, to finish out the weekend. They seem ripper them out. I, it, I know they weren't being shown. I imagined somebody yeah, took the seam ripper. It actually and, would be kind of a cool like piece of memorabilia to have a Braves jersey from this year with the All Star logo that never that never happened. Yeah, or yeah, I, per, guess so. I, I I bet you that there's people that have tickets if people still print tickets. Oh yeah, maybe that's kind of cool. That's it's like cool. there are collectibles that are like you know game sevens from from you know games that never happened i do feel bad for braves fans um that you know we're gonna you know try to attend the all-star i mean i've always wanted to go to an all-star game and i'm pretty sure <laughs> everyone on, on this show is going to try to get tickets oh, for yeah, yeah, yeah. for 20 i mean we'll probably be buying uh full season tickets that year just to try to get an opportunity <laughs> to, it, yeah. yeah um i have an account that's just called all-star game 2026 so i do feel bad that they you know the the braves fans have to ultimately pay the price for this but you know elections have consequences so maybe you should vote well atlanta i'm sure atlanta voted (laughs) i mean i'm sure that there's braves fans out there that don't live in fulton county braves braves are one of those uh fan bases because of superstation tbs Oh, and let me talk about this that for a second. National, that have a national fan base, which I think is also one of the other reasons why this sort of, I mean, it was going to blow up anyway, but you add into the the fact that like you have Braves fans everywhere. They are Braves fans up and down the Eastern seaboard. There's Braves fans into the Midwest they, because they the Braves games went everywhere. So unlike me, who when I would see a Braves game on, I would get angry. Some people were like, well, maybe this will be my team. Maybe I'll be a Braves fan. Well, they have a very um, uh, there's 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 a very large portion of the country where the Braves are the closest baseball team to that area because when you like who is the closest team to the Braves? It's like the Nationals to the north. That's a pretty good a distance. Gap, yeah. You, you got have, like halfway, yeah. Marlins to the south. Or I guess Tampa is probably closer. Yeah. Tampa. Um, and you know, I don't even know that whatever, whatever the name, whatever it is. But I got to talk about this for a second. And MLB baseball was almost in my penalty box this week because of my experience. I was in, I was in Hilton Head for spring break. I'm like right. I'm right, right on the Georgia border, like right there. I am in Braves country for opening day. I totally assumed that the, the local cable network, which is not Verizon, it's not Comcast, it's something weird, it's it's not even Cox, um, would have the game on. They did not. So I was like, okay, well, at least I'm not in the blackout area, but I was. So I so you were blacked out, but also not able to watch it because yes. of the local broadcast. Yes. Well, that doesn't yes. that the rules are stupid. Yeah, MLB. Like I get like the, the region, like the provinciality of sports, and I, I understand you're trying to protect these TV rights, but like, do you want people to watch the game or nah? Right. Like loosen up on that a little bit. Well, and yeah. more importantly, like baseball is especially in the first week, you really want to get excitement built for baseball. So why right. not? like have maybe relax your rules here to really sort of jazz people up especially you're, you you may want to try and sell the tickets for these stadiums that are now either at full capacity texas rangers or yeah, we're talk about limited, that next. limited capacity <laughs> um you know you also more importantly probably want people to watch the broadcast so that they 
come back and watch the <laughs> broadcast throughout the summer. See, the, the thing is you get people hooked now while everybody is still in it so that you can have a couple of stupid people like us that'll stick around in August <laughs> when you're out of it. Um, but you gotta, you have to give them a taste first. Even drug dealers know that. I was just going to say that you are going with the classic drug dealer model. First taste for free. Um, but yeah, you're, it's a great point because um, uh, I have uh, MLB TV through T-Mobile, but I, you know, if I didn't, I know they offered like a free week or, or whatever. When you're promoting the game for free, there shouldn't be any blackout. Because right. what's the local cable company worried you're going to do? You get it for free on MLB TV. And extra innings is free, right? Well, they, they usually do this for the first week of the season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Extra innings is free, like on Comcast or whatever, if you have those channels available to you, which I didn't in Hillman. Anyway, um, <laughs> Gene brought up the Rangers. Let's go down to Arlington. Um, it, it'll be a half hour into our Philadelphia sports podcast before we start talking about a Philadelphia team, which is pretty <laughs> It's not like normal. anything's going on in Philadelphia sports either. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, 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 we've talked about this, you know, in our own personal show. We have some different varying opinions on this. Who wants to start? Uh, I'll start uh, because I think I was on one end of the spectrum and the most demonstrative. Um, I found it sickening. I I was I was uncomfortable watching um, that Rangers game, and um, usually I reserve that for the New York Rangers, but the Texas Rangers um, made me feel that way because it really was just as if coronavirus wasn't here anymore. It's like what we saw out of you know like New Zealand. Remember you know last summer where we're all like coveting. New Zealand having like five COVID cases in the whole country, maybe even zero at that time and having full sporting events. And Texas just said close enough and did it. Um, and it's, it's reckless. And I think, I, I mean, I don't want to step on Dave's toes a bit, but I know personal liberty and personal responsibility is, is something that I think Dave might touch on. But it affects the whole community. It might even affect the whole country. Now, I, I, I hope. I think. I hope that we're in uh, the the part of the pandemic that it's not going to trigger a huge new outbreak. I'm hoping that there are enough, you know, between the nice weather, uh, between social distancing elsewhere, between mask um, uh, mask mandates, and vaccinations are just you know, steamrolling. Um, I hope that it, it's just a little blip, but that little blip could spread. You know, it couldn't, it's not just the people who are there. It's the people who go home to their families and families, you know, they spread to grandma, they spread to the kids, the kids bring it into school. We know how this works. So this, these 40,000 people weren't just putting themselves at risk. They're putting, Everyone they're in contact with at risk. Okay, and how many gone? Here's kind of my take on this. I, first off, I, I don't think it's appropriate anymore to say we are in the middle of a pandemic. I I, I don't think we are any longer in the middle of it. I think we're okay. at least two thirds of the way through. But I know middle of the pandemic makes it sound like this is the worst part of the pandemic, and I hear that like bandied around a lot. We're in the middle of a pandemic. You can't do X. Um, will you accept we're in the midst of a pandemic? Oh yes, we are still in the the in the story of the pandemic. We are still on numbered pages. Um, <laughs> we're not in epilogue or XII or anything like that. Yet we are still numbered. But so it, when when we were in the middle of the pandemic, um, I always took on a philosophy that like. No one is going to save me from coronavirus. No one is going to protect my family from the coronavirus except me and my family. I always took the approach that everyone I encounter uh, has has the virus and I acted accordingly. And those were the decisions that I made. And I feel like if, if you take that approach, uh, you probably wouldn't, you wouldn't attend this baseball game. Um, I feel like if you were vaccinated, you may make a decision. Yes, I feel comfortable attending this baseball game. 
or you know, everyone's got to make decisions for themselves. These folks have made the decision that they're either vaccinated or they think it's an acceptable risk to do this. Um, and their families, I'm, I'm sure, you know, if my wife decided to go to this baseball game, I would be aware of it. Uh, you know, my parents, I chose to not see during the pandemic. Um, and, you know, everyone was protecting themselves. Yeah, I mean, I I understand the point you are making. Um, All I'm saying is it has to end sometime. When will it end? When will people be allowed to decide what is an acceptable risk for themselves? Um, well, let's meet a uh, friend of the show, Tim, uh, just comments here for those listening who can't see. Dave, you're on the wrong side of history here. Idiots having their choice is not a reason to let idiots choose to infect others. Um, care to respond to that? Well, Dave? my you point like is, is I, would, I did not allow I did not allow idiots to infect me. I took an approach that everyone that is outside of my family has the virus. Um, you know, actually, Tim, we met up and I assumed you had the virus. We took appropriate <laughs> precautions. We both, I think we both operated under that assumption and we took that approach. People are deciding now to say, okay, I've either, the the complexity of this has changed. I understand it more. I wear masks. Like I, people did things to protect themselves, whatever. I mean, I feel like we're at the point where, you know, without a passport or whatever, people have to make their own decisions. And and Gene, Dave, and, and I actually comment. watching that game made me happy. I was happy to see people out there enjoying themselves. It made me feel good to see a, a normal, something normal at a sporting event. All right, and Gene, you will get in in a moment. I promise you. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, you know, I threw me off that place to be. I, I, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to jump to back to Tim's point about idiots infecting people because I don't think it is idiots we need to worry about. I think it's people who are less engaged. So th there are people like Dave and people like myself who, and presumably Gene, if we let him talk. <laughs> there, don't make any people, presumptions about my intelligence. <laughs> there, there are people like Dave and myself who go, Yes, this is the thing I need to do, not just for me, but for my family and for for the population in general. I need to be responsible. I need to act as if I am the linchpin that that you know that can do whatever linchpins do. I'm the domino that can stop the dominoes from falling down. But when you have public policy that's so permissive, when you when you let people do things people assume it's okay that they do them and i think back to the last sporting event i went to it was the last sporting event for about a year <laughs> that had fans in philadelphia the march 10th um flyers uh bruins game um which in the Flyers or Bruins are playing as we speak. So freaky. I don't know. Um, but the it was that game and it was a sold out crowd. And Tom Wolf had said like no more crowds than 500. And we decided to have like 20,000. And I went because uh, was I going to stay home? I knew it was serious, but were we there yet? I'm like, and I went. And as the whole time I'm going, I probably shouldn't be here. But it's one of those things like, well, if it was that bad, they shut it down. You know, I'm surely if it was this serious, they wouldn't let you fill it all the way up. You know, if they let you fill the stadium all the way up, it can't be that bad. You know, it's like the whole philosophy of, you know, all right, the milk is at its expiration date. You have another couple days, you have a week, because it's not going to turn poisonous on the expiration date. They wouldn't sell it that way. So people make these presumptions based off a little bit of information. And somebody says, hey, I look around, I see stores open, I see stadiums full. We're good. We did it. Mission accomplished. 
to bring in more political touchstones to this. So I, I, I just think there's like this assumption that everyone at the stadium is an idiot and is going to die uh, is, is just well, like, what? we're not, it's, that's not a thing anymore. Well, it's, so it's not, everybody's going to die, but <laughs> have you looked at Twitter? <laughs> well, I have looked at Twitter and that actually was my tertiary penalty box of like, not every take needs to be life and death, but that's neither here nor there. But there are people who will be dead because that stadium was full that wouldn't be dead otherwise. And you can say that throughout this pandemic. You know, that Flyers game where they lost to the Bruins, um, people are dead because of that game. You don't you know, know that. Well, maybe not that time because if you look at the counts, it's like infection numbers, 30. You know, as opposed to like a thousand or whatever the case may be per day. But there, from that Rangers game, there are enough people there and the virus is doing enough that someone is going to be dead because of it. That was right. And, 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 and there are people dead because of Christmas and there are people dead because of yeah. Thanksgiving and there are people dead because of family barbecues and there are people dead because of weddings and funerals and uh, bat mitzvahs and, you know, everything else. I I agree. I agree. Um, so that does go to that question of, you know, where is the line? But I, the line is certainly not non-existent. There needs to be some sort of line. There needs to be anything we can do to, to just minimize, I don't know. I mean, over half a million dead. I mean, at a certain point, you just go, eh, F it. Close enough, you know. So on that point, I they're not going to change it. More states are going to do it. So there is going to be a point where you go, "Who, boy, we opened up too quick." But Black Widow is coming out, and I really want to see it on the big screen. You know, hey, eleven thousand at all at Citizens Bank Park every game now. Um... Are people going to die because of that? Maybe, but there you at least have, and I've seen crowd shots. I mean, it was the the first game um, in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, where the the Penguins Stadium, you had everyone crammed the concourse. It's like okay, you know, you have to sit three seats apart or whatever, but everyone's going to have to get a hot dog and sandwiches with French fries on them. And they're all crowded around one another. And it's like, well, what's the damn point? Might as well have the place filled. Gene, we're going to the ball game tomorrow afternoon, right? Yep. You going to have a hot dog? No, I'm on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's assume I wasn't, then yes. Bastard, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a diet coke then. I drink diet coke anyway, because I'm gonna a diet. you're gonna drop the mask under the chin. Yeah. yeah. Take a yeah. couple swigs. Yeah. I mean, you know, you you and I, we're not, we're not, we don't cohabitate. I mean, you know, where are, are we okay I doing that? Are, are you inviting <laughs> me over? You see how I live. Are you sure you, you want always, to you always have a, <laughs> there's always a couch ready for you at my place whenever you need it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just a, a couple of things I've, I've been able to sort of in, uh, absorb all of this. Um, I guess my biggest problem is, much like everything else right now, um, rather than take the approach of what is actually best for the community, I feel like this has once again become a a show of uh, who is uh, which f political philosophy or which way to handle this pandemic is right. Um, you know, what I mean, like I think that there was probably. I don't disagree with Dave that people should make their own decisions. Uh, I also don't agree with you, Sarah, that the government has to take some sort of responsibility for limiting people for what kinds of decisions they make. So I think that somewhere in the middle is where the actual truth exists. And I think the biggest problem right now is not that people are incapable of making their decisions. I don't think that those 40,000 people are all idiots. I think that there is enough... And I, for lack of a better term, there's enough propaganda that is out there that is simply information <laughs> to influence you to make certain decisions that have no basis in your 
your your health or your protection or your family's protection, but they want you to go and be part of this event so that you can show that you are beyond or above or past the pandemic. Look at us. We are past the pandemic. See, we showed up at the baseball game. We're all past it. That's all you have to do. That's not reality. It's not just showing up means that you are past. There will be a point where it is totally safe. Hopefully, I hope that this doesn't last until, you know, I am literally worm food. But, you know, I think what would make me feel better is knowing that even if the state of Texas says we are putting no restriction on the stadium, that maybe as the 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 front office of the Texas Rangers, they say, you know what, we we are going to at least here in the the early part to see how the process of having people back in the stadium goes. We are going to have a limited capacity. Maybe you go a little bigger than other places because you're Texas. Um, so maybe you go to 40%. But I think the the going to the full cap, it's sort of a way of them giving a middle finger to the rest of baseball, to the rest of the country to sort of say, um, the rest of you suckers could be having full stadiums, but you're a bunch of wusses and don't want to, you know, come in your seats, like, you know, be in your seats. I, 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 that was a Freudian slip. I know. I, I tried my best. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Leaving my mouth, I heard it too. And <laughs> I didn't want to say it. But, I, you know, that's sort of my take. I, I don't think that it's necessarily completely an issue of, uh, if I thought it was simply an issue of personal choice, you know, if all of the stadiums in the country were all unlimited and certain places were, were you know, but I also am a, a believer that, you know, one of the beautiful things about the United States of America is that you can have rules in one place that are not necessarily the same rules in other places. And then you can choose to live in the places that fit your worldview better than others. I think that's one of the great things about this country. Um, uh, and that works great, except when there's something like a national pandemic where your rules over here make me sick over here and it has nothing to do with me. So, I mean, that's a very delicate balance that you have to sort of walk. What I would prefer is that if we, we all sort of kumbaya and and got up on a hill and sang about it, I'd like to give the world a Coke. Because uh, clearly Coke uh, is sponsoring tonight's... Well, <laughs> half of the United States isn't allowed to drink it. So. You're allowed to. You just don't want to be seen in public doing it. should I say 49%? You'll have to, you have to do it in the dark. You have to do it in the dark or with one of those like covered, you know... We have to hide it behind your phone. Yeah, right? it's in your Tumblr. take a picture of you. Yeah. Uh, all right. That was good. We don't often have like uh, conflicting uh, viewpoints all that much on this. We're usually like kind of, yeah, I see that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we got to goose the ratings here. We need the conflict. Uh, but I will say, okay, one, one more thing about people in stance. I watched the NCAA. Uh, Baylor absolutely mopping the floor up with the Zags. Sorry, Gene's dad. Um, if you're going to let people in, to the arenas, I think you got to take the cardboard out. I don't want to sit next to a cardboard cutout. I don't care about the television. If I'm in a partially filled stadium, one of the small advantages of that is actually not having some slob next to you that you have to wrestle for the armrest. I don't want to wrestle with a cardboard cutout. So take them out if you're going to let people into the same They don't put cardboard in like uh, during non-pandemic times to fill in empty stadiums. They just oh. don't show those games on TV. Oh, well, welcome to 2022. Well, yeah, the Marlins. <laughs> oh, man, the Marlins are going to – Have they decided they're just going to keep the, the, the plastic fans in forever because that's the only way to put butts in seats there? I think so. I think so. That's that, we, we have seen the future, and it's awful. <laughs> and it's plastic fans. Marlins, Marlins fans would probably be more apt to spend season tickets for their plastic avatar than to actually have to sit through Marlins baseball. Oh, I don't start on Marlins baseball. I, we can't make fun of them if they spent like the last however many seasons owning us. All right, let's talk about let's talk about Philadelphia sports teams. 
<laughs> Last 25 minutes of our show. Welcome to where we talk about Philadelphia sports. Yeah, Potadelphia, and we're not um, cosplaying as Pod Save, uh, Pod Save America. Yeah. Um, so tonight, notwithstanding, uh, the Phillies have really just come out blisteringly hot. Um, winners of four straight. I mean, this game's not over, actually. Uh, threatening right now with uh, with the Bryce man at the plate. Um, but, I mean, wow, this just really feels great. Um, and I think the thing that is making me really feel the best is that <clears throat> no one's got it going, really. I mean, Bryce doesn't have it going. Reese is not really having it going. The sex bomb uh, is uh, has been has been up and down. Like no one's really the bats have not come alive, and you know they're going to come alive, and it's going to be nasty when it does. Um, but right now, it's all starting pitching and bullpen. Uh, bullpen, the bane of my existence. Um, yeah, I I have been so pleased with. The, I mean, how can you not be? How could anyone watching these games not be pleased with the the, the starting pitching, with the bullpen? It's been spectacular. And I, I had such a, a poor sense of the season. And, you know, I think that was the consensus. I think uh, someone had said that, you know, they had run thousands of simulations and they've done thousands of simulations and the Phil's finished all over the division. Um, it, I'm just so pleased to see it and to see the smart baseball surrounding it. So yeah, we have yeah. the, the bats are quiet, but the pay, plate discipline, I've been so happy with that. You know, I Harper's saying like, you know what? I'll, I'll lead the league in walks. I don't care. Yeah. Um, it's, Hit hit by pitch in ass. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. get on base. Good things happen. So yeah. it's it's been wonderful. It's been phenomenal. The 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 start to this Philly season. Uh, I think that uh, we sort of touched on all of the the main uh, the the main stories here. Uh, I think the one thing I want to touch on clearly this is um, one of our better versions of overreaction theater i don't think that four games of a baseball season can be called anything but overreaction theater but when you come out of a season like you did last year where clearly you know um what your problem was literally what kept you out of the playoffs as far as what you know what department on your team um to come and see the the bullpen that you've invested all of this money in sort of um at least for right now, pay some dividend dividends. Um, uh, the starting pitching, the first, the top three have been as advertised, at least through the first series. Um, if you can get that sort of quality pitching, you, you know, you could end up with three guys that are well into double digit wins, which I think is going to be very, very good for this team. Uh, currently, the team leader in wins is two, and it's one of the relievers, so that's that's good. And I think what 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 the other thing that I think we're gonna that I'm noticing is you're seeing people like, and, and I'm going to call out Bryce Harper again, I guess you should call out the guy who's being paid the most money. Um, at least in the, the brave series, you saw him always looking to take that extra base, even when the play was going to be clearly close. And I think that especially early in the season, that is very important because what you want is you want those scouts, especially in your division to have that on tape so that they know, and you want that in those outfielders minds. You want that, uh, um, you want that when 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 uh, our friend uh, comes in from San Francisco, or, or are we going out to San Francisco? I think they're coming in next week. Um, yeah. You want that. You want that oh, on the card on the out in the outfield. You want that on. You know when you go and check that card in left field, you want to know that 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 Bryce is going to try to take third because it's going to cause people to go through those mental gymnastics that you want the Phil you want people to know that the Phillies are an aggressive team. And you can already see that it's starting to make people make mistakes. We we already have we already have fourth and Doug. Uh can taking an extra base be called a second and Bryce? Second and Bryce, yeah. <laughs> I think that, that would that sounds great. Second and Bryce is where you meet somebody. Yeah, you know, like where's <laughs> the restaurant? Oh, it's a second and Bryce. <laughs> it's a bit pricey, but it's worth it. Well, it's better, well, than, a well, second, it's better than a second and Reese because that second and Reese, you're, those take forever. 
<laughs> but I mean, yeah. like, I think that the, with the Reese Hoskins thing yesterday, I think that that tells you that it's not just that that's sort of an organizational decision. You know what I mean? That's that's somewhere in the clubhouse. It's getting to the players look to take the extra base that I mean, that's you can sort of tell that that is management decision, that, that that's a philosophy that's sort of being played out on on the field. And to me, that's that's exciting because that sounds like you're you've got your players not only thinking, but they've bought into what you're selling. If they're if you're seeing the results on the field, um, you know, and it's 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 been sort of a mixed bag as far as whether it's actually helping win games. But I think in the long run, the positive sign for the baseball team is that the players have bought in to what Girardi is preaching here early in the game. And that they seem really sort of together and the way they've won games uh, with, a, with a, with opening day and with last night, these are the sorts of wins that not only get the fan base excited, but man, it's got to feel good um, in the clubhouse to win a couple of games like this and, and have a couple of early heroes that you can sort of boost your ego and be like, you know, maybe tomorrow night it's going to be me that can get that, that big hit or get, or, or, or get that big out if I'm, if I'm a pitcher. So I think that it's creating a lot of really good momentum. Uh, certainly better than uh, if you're a Mets fan uh, having Degrom be yanked when he, you know, you you've been told he's well, going to go towards yeah, 100 let, pitches. Yeah, let's talk about that. But like I, 83. I just want to talk a little bit more about the bullpen. Did you hear the philosophy that came out um, in the post game yesterday that every every member of the bullpen feels like they are the closer for the inning that they're pitching and. I love that. I don't know who who brought that in, um, but I absolutely love that mindset. Uh, everyone's a closer, and everyone has their own inning. I mean, that's that's sparkling. I can't. I, 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 whoever whoever brought that in, I love that mindset. And I got to say, um, I love Archie Bradley. Yeah. This guy is such like a positive dude. I, I know I am positive that he is a positive influence uh, in that clubhouse, in that bullpen, out there with those guys. Um, great Twitter follow um, if you uh, you know if you if you want to look him up. And I, I also I'm really super high on uh, Connor Brogdon. Um, I think that kid is really going to come into his own. I, I hear a lot of uh, uh, Madsen. Uh, comparisons with him. I think that's a. I think that's a great comp. And holy hell, uh, I, I don't know what to make of uh, Al Alvarado. Yeah. Um, all I know is that dude throws the ball hard, and wow. I'm. Um, I would almost be afraid to hit the ball with my bat. It looks like it's so hard and heavy and just like a dense big I don't know you somehow make the bench the baseball turn into mercury or something and then <laughs> it seems like it's so it, it's just like a, a bowling ball um, and, and I think that's a guy that you you'd love if he really had that sort of you know control aspect to his game that would have that that closer stuff I I just think that and we're going to see it with, without a doubt there are stretches that he's going to not be able to control um, that ball. And, um, but it was really a positive thing last night, even though he sort of, you know, he did let up a run, mm -hmm. but uh, it's nice to have a sort of a, an array of options. You know, they had, they had pitched Naris through two nights and then, you know, you, you're not last year. Can you imagine like we all were, were basically just, you know, t throwing in the towel even with a two-run lead, if, if if you were you're turning it over in the ninth inning, you know. Yeah, that was the so dirtiest of uh, dirty Fuentes's, uh, to borrow from another another podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, great vibes. I think it all. I think it all. The table was set when uh, Bryce Harper came out with basically a fanatic doll uh, on his foot uh to start the season it's much it's too much now right it's like we have to tone that back a little bit right yeah it's it's <laughs> it, do something new i mean i i love the enthusiasm of it like all right okay number one more year one more year next year he comes out <laughs> with like like the fanatic strapped to his feet or he's strapped to the fanatic by his feet like said, so like no, yeah, these are just yeah. my cleats. You know, I don't know what you're talking about. I'd like yeah. to see the fanatic just play right field one night. 
<laughs> just, he just comes out in in a fanatic like costume. Well, I mean, right? like, he, a, like he's the fanatic's best friend one day. Like they, they sort of no, like, like it, like yeah, but like as as if you would dress up for the fanatic for Halloween, like a plastic like mask, I guess, yeah. and just yeah, just fully or at least have the tail. Which I hate to say that that's still a thing, but yeah, I was just saying, no, no, go pre lawsuit fanatic. Right. <laughs> that's what you go for, like no star eyes. Yeah. Although I have warmed up to the the newish uh, fanatic. So the, the the newish fanatic is, is is a little less distasteful this year. Maybe I'm just getting soft in my old age, but you're just happy to be back. Like that's, I am just happy know, to be back. Like, I'm really happy like to see, even see the fanatic. Well, I mean, last um, season was such a lost season. It was so weird from beginning to end that I, it. I was so excited for baseball to return, like pre-pandemic. I was really looking forward to the yeah. the baseball season, and then the tremendous pause. And is it going to come back? How's it going to come back? Comes back all these weird rules, and and then it's a sprint. You know what I mean? A, that, was, yeah. that was a sprint. It, it's a sprint that we fall on our face. You know, yeah. <laughs> at the in the beginning of the sprint, never are never a factor. I mean, the, the Philly season last year, and we talked about it. I don't remember talking about it, but I mean, I watched the games. I don't remember watching the games. It was such a such a crazy haze last season to come back so strong this year and to see the things I was hoping to see out of this Girardi team, to see, to see baseball played the way it has been for 100 years, and I'm not a traditionalist. You know, I'm not somebody who's – stuck in the mud um but it's just 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 go out there and play baseball you know let's not overthink the game a bit and you see that swagger throughout the 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 lineup and you know with the the relievers just that ownership of it that real desire just go out there and play baseball play stupid you 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 brought up being a traditionalist i wanted to touch on this real real quick uh everyone watched the zach wheeler game right yeah. Um, tremendous day at the plate. What made that that game so great was, oh, my gosh, this guy pitched seven, seven, like, beautiful innings, and he had two hits and two RBIs. Incredible. There are people out there that want to take that away from you uh, with the DH, and you'll <laughs> never get to experience that uh ever again of having the pit like you know uh brett myers battling cc sabathia and and this the fans going absolutely apeshit when he's fouling balls off and staying alive and and working a walk out of that you, there are people out there that want you to never have that again uh because you got to keep some aging veteran on the team to uh to have a professional at bat like it's not true pitchers can work on their hitting uh and you can be competent uh, at the plate and still have a baseball experience. So I just yeah, wanted to bring that back up um, because I, I think it's think important, especially to the National League. That pitcher's batting is necessarily the biggest ill in the National League. Um, I think that there's a lot of other things that you could do to increase offense in baseball before you even touch that. Um, you know, I mean, there's some pretty drastic things you could do. But I'm really okay with keeping the extra innings. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay I, I, with the 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 double header format too. Yeah, yeah, I actually really like the double header format because I like double headers. So mm -hmm. I like, you know, I mean, so I I, I prefer to see yeah, more not clean out the stadium and then bring everyone back in. Yeah, are the are they still going to do that? I, I I don't know the, the what the, they call those the the twi night or the. I don't the, think you should be allowed to do that if they're going to abbreviate them the seven games. No, I think you should just be or, able to or seven them innings. Them. Yeah, I think you should see, see them both. But I, I the the other thing I want to say is you know there were some pretty dramatic things that I've that I've been reading as far as increase because basically what we're, we we want to avoid is the three outcome baseball game where you've got either a walk a strikeout or a home run. That's boring, boring baseball. Um, it would be fast baseball for the most part, but what really generates interest in the game is when the ball is in play. Um, so the two things you could really do to increase that is you 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 put a basically you put a pitch clock on. Okay, right, sure. Then you're having pitches come faster. Certainly, there's no reason why there shouldn't be a pitch clock when there's nobody on base. 
you know, and that's 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 throughout other many of the minor leagues. The other thing, and this is certainly way more dramatic because this is a change that hasn't happened in 130 years. But if you moved the the mound back, um, you would increase contact because you're going to see a fastball longer, so you're going to hit more of them. And uh, but it wouldn't be a complete disadvantage. To, oh, to, I don't know about this one. Junk ball pitchers. Right. This is not going to happen. But what I'm saying is there are there is an array. There is a, a plethora, uh, uh, w- w- you know, lots of options if you really want to increase interest in the game. I don't think having a faster baseball game makes a more entertaining baseball game. What what people need to start saying is we want to make baseball more entertaining. I think that what's gotten lost is people keep saying we want to make baseball faster. Uh, I, I like watching baseball. I don't necessarily want it to be played faster. I don't want it to go by quicker, but I would like it to be. Uh, and that, no, I, I mean, I, I can't, I, get, I can't get down on a four and a half hour game, and especially when it comes playoff time. Like, I'm not down with that. I but do there like are a lot of ways to fix that without throwing well, out the, yeah. the pitcher from batting. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm, I'm not going to suddenly and, you you let you you have a universal DH suddenly baseball becomes a, a two and a half hour sport. That just and you did, and you look at you look at the changes that they've made, like the three three batter rule, um, which you know came into play l- last night because they brought in a lefty to face Harper, and you know he hits him in the butt, um, and then has to stay in to face. Uh, Real Muto and Bohm, uh to right-handed batters, so it kind of uh, you know it, it's it it does change the complexity of the game, and it did make it more fun because you know back in the day it would have been okay, we're going to bring in the loogie uh, to face Bryce, and meanwhile there's the righty up in the pen, and then this guy's going to face one guy, and then we're going to have another commercial break and bring in this other guy, and, and instead we got action. Yeah. Well, and, and, and there have been some situations if you're Gabe Kapler where you would have had the, you know, if, if the lineup had been, you know, left, right, left, you would have had three pitching changes in that, in that inning. Yeah. You know, there yeah. were guys that just overmanaged the game. And then I am all for that sort of. Well, were they over? I mean, they, I don't know that they were overmanaging it. It was just like, hey, this I mean, is. The, the rules allowed for it and you want to get whatever. This is what we're doing. And, and the next thing, and the next thing that's going to be more fun is when they say, you know, no shifting. Yeah, there there is a lot of talk Not to about spark them. a huge discussion uh, when we have ten minutes left in the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the I, I don't know. We will. Yeah, you. No, no. We'll save the no shift for another time. I just want to. There's so much to say, and just happy baseball is back, and that our heart. I think Potadelphia is a baseball show. Um, did anyone enjoy? the dh last year and and nine just enjoy let's let me put it this way do you feel like having the dh in the national league last year did it make games more exciting because for me it didn't for me it wasn't like oh hey there's no holes in our lineup i mean there's still holes in the lineup um and it that tension of where are we in the lineup and what are we doing with the pitching? And what's his pitch count out? And uh, and what are we going like? Who who do uh, that? We're playing the Mets right now. Who do the Mets have coming up next inning? It's there's so many other things to think about when you have a DH. You don't think about them. You just go, all right, is he going to hit it? Yeah, he hit it. Or is he going to hit it? No, he didn't. So for me, it didn't add enjoyment to the game. I much prefer having the the pitcher bat because it's just something else to think about. It's well, something and, to be yeah. aware about. And the pitcher is not it's it's not an automatic out. True. Sometimes sometimes snake eyes comes up. You know what I mean? If you if you're a stratomatic player, uh, which is the 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 truest of the. When are you gonna have your old stratomatic friends on the show? Well, let me just tell you. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You know, that's um. Just pour you know, a tall glass of iced tea and uh, let's play some stratomatic on the up. porch. Yeah, Just in case Potadelphi was skewing a little too young. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, it's the baby of the group that has to make sure that we we keep the uh, keep the things old. <laughs> well, look at that. Washington beat Atlanta today. Um, all right. So I'm sorry. Do we want to talk about Carter Hart uh, sitting in the press box? The other day, Vino saying that he has to work harder. 
Uh, we can talk about that. Um, <laughs> we have limited time, so we might be screwing the penalty box, but we'll see. No, no, um, we got to do penalty box. Though. Well, we got to do penalty. Well, whatever. Um, I, I think it was a good call. Um, it's something I, I had said in this March swoon for the Flyers who lost tonight. Oh, dude, um, I was checking that. Yeah, they let up a shorthanded goal to break the tie. The Bruins went on to win 3-2 because of that shorthanded goal. Um, and Hart looked better. Um, his his uh, first game back from the, the rest, uh, he looked much better. Uh, throughout this game, he looked mostly better. Um, but I think... I'm not willing to parse AV's words to go, oh, he needs to work harder. That obviously implies that Hart doesn't work hard. No, I think, you know, English is his second language. Yes, he's very well spoken, but I don't think he was implying Hart wasn't working hard. I think it's just this crazy hockey season that's so condensed. You don't even get a road trip. You don't even get, okay, Hey, let's yeah. get away from our homes, get away. I was going to say from our families, but the, the guys with families are going much better than the guys without families. Um, you know, let's get away. Let's change the scenery. Let's do a, a bonding trip and all this stuff. There's no road trips. The furthest they go is Boston and then they come right back. <laughs> you know, it's so the idea of getting the kid uh, a reset was a good one. I think even. You know, shuffling players in and out of the lineup, you know, it's a baseball-like season with these series. You know, give them a blow. You know, get, you know, use the baseball terminology. Give them a rest. They can't keep this up. Well, thank God they can't keep March up. That was despicable. But I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm despicable. perfectly fine with sitting ghost. Not go. Uh, was <laughs> sitting heart. Sitting heart. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's take a seat in the old penalty box. All right, we're going to the penalty box on a tighter time limit, so I'm going to go to Gene first. Gene, who is in your penalty box this evening? Uh, I'm going to put um, Wawa in the penalty box. Um, I've been cruising around visiting a lot of uh, uh, Wawas lately. I've been... been um, hanging out in some some new Wawa's, new to me. They're not new to the world. Um, and I'll tell you, here is my gripe. And this is probably uh, maybe just, you know, your mileage may vary on this gripe. But, um, you know, some of these Wawa's are better, better <laughs> stock than others. Um, what did They're I do? what? Better stocked. Oh, better stocked. Okay, I'm sorry. Did Dave, just mute yourself because once you start, I start too. So just mute yourself and let you go. So uh, my particular gripe is is twofold. Um, I really enjoy two things at Wawa. I like the Coke machine where you can mix up all your flavors. And um, again, Potadelphia brought to you by Coke. And, uh, and I really like Wawa soft pretzels. And it called me a, you know... A, a non-traditionalist because you know you really should you know get it from some dude underneath a overpass in 95 if you want a real pretzel but um they don't have those in the burbs i'm sorry um so you know sometimes you go in and you'll have you know lines and lines of pretzels you have your pick sometimes you go up to the coke machine and it's a you know it's all the flavors but i was in one the other night and i just wanted to get my coke zero raspberry vanilla combination that's what i really like and and they had no coke zero you have a coke machine you have no coke zero i don't even know how that works um, you know, and it's just, you know, Wawa and I was up near like Wawa headquarters. You, I don't know, even know what you guys are laughing at at this point. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out where we're going. So am I. I'm on the road trip with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're stopping at every Wawa on the way. I just, and that's, and that's, and maybe that's my point. Maybe that is my point. If you, when I go to Wawa, I want a universal experience. I want to have the same experience at Wawa A that I have at Wawa D. So I would like that. Uh, I would like Wawa to, to to look at their supply chains, um, and um, be more consistent with their product lineups. All right, somebody's been taking a marketing class. Uh, Gene wants Wawa to um, protect their brand, and why you go to a brand 
like Coca-Cola, is you know the consistency of the product that you're getting. So, voila, protect your brand so Gene doesn't have to go cruising for guys underneath the bridge. <laughs> I got to say, I don't love Wawa. And, uh, I, I'm sure Tim's going to tell me I'm the wrong side of history of this one, too. <laughs> Coffee's not that good. The coffee is not that good. The coffee's not that good. The no, meat is prepackaged. It's not fresh. The sizzlies are terrible. If you're consistently going to Wawa sober, you're yeah. you're only getting half mm, the experience. Not into it. Not yeah. into it. All right, well, what are you into, and who is in your penalty box, Dave? Okay, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell. I'm not doing a penalty box. I'm doing a. No. I'm gonna do a star of the game, or what do we call that? Uh, first star of the game. So. You guys know, you two know, that I have a special love of scoring baseball games. Yeah. Uh, anytime I, I say I'm going to sit down and watch an entire baseball game, I, uh, I am, I'm, I'm going to score it. Uh, I'll be scoring the game tomorrow when we're at the ballpark. And I have to, and you, you guys know I've, uh, I've brought up this scorebook in the past, but I have to give uh, another shout out to the half liner uh, scorebook uh, made by EFIS League. Um, if you are ever looking to get a scorebook, uh, check out the half liner. It is the best scorebook you could possibly find. It, the way it's laid out is uh, like it's just magical. They're just they're just blank boxes. It's not like a million squares for you to fill in with balls and strikes. It lets you score how you want to score it. Um, it's got twelve innings on it. Thank you. Um, it's just, I don't, you know, I don't know how many people, Eugene, I mean, the stratomatic thing, this is like one tier, uh, above that with scoring yeah. a game. Uh, but if you are ever interested in scoring a game, please check out, it's actually an expensive scorebook, but it's, it's definitely worth it. So half liner by EFIS league. I'm giving a, uh, first star of the game. All Look, right. The if you're, if you're going to score a game, don't be a cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> This is a rich man's activity scoring <laughs> baseball games. Let me tell you, sir, those <laughs> are expensive. And don't be trying to pass any wooden nickels either. And <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the first star of the game from Maritwal, <coughs> uh, the Ephes League's half liner scorebook. In case you're an 80 year old listening um, and you still follow baseball. Hey, you can score a Stratomatic game, too, just so you know. <laughs> I'll watch you play Stratomatic and it's score it. Sarah, who's in your penalty box today? Um, uh, <laughs> so we're going back I knew to this the... one was going to go off the rails today. That's why I wanted to do a penalty <laughs> box. So, okay. so um, we're going back, actually, to the politics, to the, the more serious stuff. Um. <laughs> Even though after all that silliness, it doesn't feel appropriate, but whatever. Um, <laughs> see, that's less like clown slide whistle, more delight groove is in the heart. That's yeah, true. Right, yeah. I am here for it. Um, but we're also here for history. And right now in the United States, um, there is a growing movement to prevent uh, transgender kids from playing sports with the gender that aligns with their identity. And it has come to Pennsylvania. Um, we were immune, but uh, as of yesterday, uh, Republicans in the General Assembly in Pennsylvania have introduced a law to pre uh, prevent uh, trans uh, women and girls from playing uh, with cisgender um, uh, women and girls. So they want to prevent these young women from playing with the 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 people they identify with they want to they want to prevent that and what's going in the penalty box is a lack uh, of due diligence to know that this is a solution in search of a problem people feel as if this makes sense intellectually that they go, yeah, boys are always going to be stronger than girls, even if they're pretending to be girls, which is a whole other issue that we're not tackling right now because the penalty box is supposed to be short. Um, but 
it just isn't the case. There is no epidemic of trans women dominating women's sports. It's just not happening. You may see people present one or two examples over the course of many years across the globe over, over many different sports, and most of them are illegitimate. Most of those just don't really say what people think is happening. So it's a political game. It is, it is the issue du jour. It is what people are using to, to curry favor and, and continue a culture war, but it's not happening. Um, I did an interview with Jessica Platt um, three weeks ago now. Uh, you can find it in our podcast feed. We touch on it briefly. But I am asking people to just think, think more deeply, do a little research, and know that this isn't an issue. And if it ever became one, sure, let's address it. But right now, there is no trans woman dominating sports. So for disingenuous people promoting a answer in search of a problem that has very real effects on very real people, you are getting a 10-minute game misconduct. I realize this is the first time I'm actually assessing a time tonight, but you're getting a 10-minute game misconduct for muddying the waters of truth. Okay, I didn't know if there was any. Uh, no, any it was poor. It was it was a, it was a poor penalty. No, after it was an it was great. Plea. It was it was really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that is all the time we have for today. We're a little bit we're a little bit over time. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday talking about uh, you know more Phillies action. I'm sure we'll uh, go off on some more baseball tangents, but we'll see if the Flyers can hang in there and and try to stay alive for. Uh, for a playoff spot, a realistic opportunity at a playoff spot. Um, Sixers will be continuing to fight for that top seed. I know that there's a there's a, a, a Brooklyn game coming up uh, next week that I'm sure we'll be previewing. Um, and I think I, I think we might be getting close to Union season, so we may have a uh, we have to talk about them. Uh, Eagles draft coming up, so lots to talk about. Uh, next week. If you haven't done so already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check out the Painted Lines Network, uh, where we're broadcasting on right now uh, for wall-to-wall coverage of all four Philly sports. Um, And uh, Oh, if you have any more time in your podcast listening week, be sure to check out the Whip Around uh, for all the week's weird news. Uh, So until we meet again, have a great day at work, everybody. We are out of here.